0: what's up everyone we are live and one thing we can say is we missed you bill raftery and gus johnson this is the Big East bar room i'm your host tyler and your host ryan and we are here to talk about the biggie season which kicks off on monday preview the season give some hot takes some award predictions for the beginning of the year we're very excited so thank you for coming and pulling up a stool with us I cannot say how glad we are to be back how excited it is that college basketball is just right around the corner uh you know the long wait is over college basketball has the longest off season of any major sport you're gonna follow but it's done now and we're ready to go yeah so i it, the off season for college basketball I think one of the things that we've been discussing is last year it was a lot of transfers a lot of six years because of covid a lot more continuity in basketball so We're here to try to maybe give you a little bit of information about what happened in the offseason. We're obviously not going to be able to get into every team, every transfer that happened. But uh, maybe we can fill you in on kind of what to expect, at least to start the season. For sure. If you've been tuned out, there's been a ton of changes going on. Um, You know, there's a couple players you'll see lacing up because they weren't. They playing for a different team in the Big East last year. And so maybe we can catch you up a little bit there. And if you've been following everything, well, we hope you follow along with us and you enjoy our content, we'll throw out a couple hot takes for you. Yeah, so this is a great opportunity for you to get back into the swing of things with Big East, and uh, excuse us as if we might be a little rusty, because we're, uh, we're getting right back into it too. Baseball season officially ended for me last week. Ryan is a Red Sox fan, so when did baseball season end uh, for you? July. July of 2005. No, they, so uh, it was time to lock into college basketball pretty quickly after my Yanks were eliminated. So I think we should uh, get right into it and start with um, our preseason poll for where we have each team finishing uh, at the end of the year. All right. So do you want to go and talk about what we agree on to start and then kind of, because I think we have the same number one and we have kind of the same bottom three. So if you uh, want to talk, maybe we could talk about what we at least, what we agree on and we can kind of both go into why we think that. So at number one, I can see your paper. You have Creighton. I have Creighton. Would yeah. you like to take the floor? Um, I mean, their starting five is like an all-star team. All five players will have the chance to win player of the year in the Big East. Um, Ryan Nemhard, Trey Alexander, Baylor Shireman, Arthur Kaluma, Ryan Kochbrenner. It, it's just a ridiculous team. And then you have coming off the bench, you have Farabello over from TCU, who was a transfer over this offseason. You have Sharif Mitchell, who people forget played a very important role on the team with Marcus Zagorowski, Mitch Balick. Damian Jefferson, Tyler loved that team. I hated um, Damian Jefferson. <laughs> um, <laughs> Sorry, Damian Jefferson, if you're listening. to this. But Sharif Mitchell will be coming off the bench there. Um, so I mean, they just—they have a fantastic team. They have a uh, uh, Mason Miller is a freshman that is one of the highest-touted freshmen coming into the Big East. So they got a great team. Um, And there's really, really high expectations nationally from Creighton going into the year. They're rated as a top 10 team in the country. It's the first time Creighton's ever been ranked uh, as the best team in the Big East. So we're all kind of just holding our breath. We're all on the same page. We think Creighton has the potential, and we want to see if they can deliver. Yeah, I think when we're talking about Creighton, the continuity, um, where we talked about how last year was kind of the same team from the year before that, for a lot of teams that Creighton returns a lot of those players from last year, um, and they went on a little bit of a run during. You know, they were a twelve seed. They probably were not making the tournament if they didn't go on that, you know, run to make it to the Big East final. They were a bubble team. They were right there um, for it. Um, you're looking for steps forward for Kaluma. Is he that tournament player? Right. You want Brian Cockburner to be at least be the, st- you know, one of the two best m- big men in the Big East. Right. Um, so, you know, you have, you have, Creighton returns the most continuity, the most, they have the highest upside and that's, you know, why they're pretty much a consensus number one in the Big East. And Arthur Kalum is looking to be an NBA talent at the end of this year. You got projections for him in the first round. Absolutely. So, you know, that's what he's looking to prove. Um, uh, I wouldn't be surprised to see Tricky Trey Alexander, uh, get his way into the NBA draft as well. This guy's has ridiculous talent. Um, and then we all know what Ryan Cockburner can do and he did all year last year. So, uh, um. Yeah, and Neymar is coming in trying to prove something too. I mean, they went on that run without him. I mean, he broke his finger hand last year, wrist. Wrist. Yeah, wrist at the end of last year. So, I mean, he's coming in and saying, I can make this team even better. That team was a, you know, a tournament team without him. And then all of a sudden, adding him back to the equation without really having a lot of subtractions right. I mean when we talk about the Creighton you know we're going to talk a lot about these teams and their subtractions Creighton doesn't have massive subtractions well I do think they'll miss Ryan Hawkins of uh, course um, I think Ryan Hawkins what he brought in terms of experience you know he he had won several, second team last year I believe yeah, yeah and he deserved it he had won several D2 championships in the country double double machine um, at the end of last year he was fantastic and so I think they'll miss him and obviously they don't have Alex O'Connell who uh, I believe is playing for the Kings now on, in the G League Alex O'Connell I believe he's on the Kings G League a former dookie um so those would be their two subtractions um but, I mean, they just have a a, you are correct. a glut of talent right now. So, I agree with you. That's my number one by far. And uh, But I can see from yours. You know, I was tempted to do what you did with Villanova. I don't mean to jump us because Villanova's next on my list. I know they're not next on yours. But I was very tempted what you did with Villanova because I'm, like, squinting. And I'm, like, no Jay Wright, no Colin Gillespie, no Justin Warfare at the year. I'm, like, oh, this is the year. But then I'm, like, oh, wait, you're Villanova. Are you just going to figure out a way to win? For me, it's kind of like the Patriots. I need to see Villanova be bad before I believe Villanova can be bad. I understand. That. Not bad. That. They're going to be. Ryan is projecting them to be number four. I project them to be number two in the Big East. We're not. No one's projecting them to be bad. I understand um, that point of view. I love Villanova. I love Justin Moore. I love Eric Dixon. I, you know, I think Kim Whitmore is going to be the real deal, and he's going to be a lottery pick at the end of the year. Um, in a way. I, I do it out of respect to Jay Wright because the idea that Kyle Neptune can come in in his first year and recreate the success of Jay Wright, it's almost downplaying how how amazing of a coach Jay Wright is. But isn't there an argument to say that Villanova is almost as talented as last year because they're just, I know this isn't just, but they are substituting Colin Gillespie for Cam Whitmore. Cam Whitmore is a consensus first round pick potential wise and Colin Gillespie even at his highest ceiling was never... Really in play for the first, you know, it could be a first round NBA pick. I know you can't take away Con Gillespie's X factor, his leadership and all that stuff, and I'm not trying to say you can. But isn't it fair to say that Villanova is just as talented, and if not more talented than last? Talent wise, if you just put it all in a jar, talent, no leadership, no nothing. Isn't it fair to say they are just as talented as last? Right year? in terms of raw talent, in terms of yeah. raw athleticism, sure, I, I get your point, but. What Colin Gillespie brought to the table was so much more. Absolutely. It was experience. He had played in, the champ- mm-hmm. he had won, a ch- uh, you know, a national championship. Um, you know, he was back-to-back player of the year. He's one of the best Big East players to play in the last Absolutely. five to ten years. I'm just playing um, devil's advocate. I, I don't think that they're going to be able to replace it. But talent-wise, I think there's an. Argument. And, and don't forget, they're missing Jermaine Samuels also. Yeah, and Jermaine uh, Samuels was their captain just as much as Colin Gillespie. Yeah, and Jermaine was. Samuels was fantastic in a tournament down the yeah. stretch. Um, so. You know, I have Villanova a tier below. I'd love to be proven wrong. I'd love to see them be very successful, but I want to see them do it without Jay Wright. Um, and I don't think we should. I think we should acknowledge how what losing a Hall of Fame coach does. I I I know? mean, I agree with what you're saying. I mean, I'm really excited. Brandon Slater needs to take a step forward. Brandon Slater, I thought last year, was the most talented player on Villanova. Um, his ability to cut. You know he had ability to shoot, um, his ability to defend one through four. I thought Brandon Slater had the ability to be um, their most talented player. So you need to see Slater take a step up. You need to see Dixon's going to have more of an eye on him this year. So is he going to be able to have the same results? Um, So you have you have quite a few things that you need to see from Villanova. I just I have them ranked number two because I'm just when you say Villanova, I think Big East champs, (laughs) and. That's that's where I'm... And, you know, better. the players swear that there's no difference in coaching. That Neptune, you know, he has all of the same terminology and he's running the same plays. And, you know, they have the same values and all that kind of stuff. So, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm off. Um, yeah. But... Respect hey. to Jay Wright, is fair. Yeah. Um, do you want to go with your number three or, or number two? Because I went with my number two. Sure. So, I got Xavier at number two. Um... They return Zach Fremantle, Jack Nunji, Colby Jones, and Adam Kunkel was their sixth man off the bench. So he's going to slot into the starting lineup. And then they brought in transfer from UTEP, Suli Boom. Um, and so they got a really strong starting lineup. I just, I'm looking at Xavier, and I'm looking at what they lost from last year. They they, they disappointed last year. They made the NIT tournament. They made the NIT championship game. Right. They won. They won the NIT championship. Um and you're looking at you lost your Paul Scruggs, five year senior. What is you know? And then they lose um, Nate Johnson. Nate Johnson as well. Um, I'm looking at that team and I'm saying I need to, the same thing. I'm giving the respect for Villanova and I'm saying I need to see them be bad. I need to see Xavier be good. I need to see Xavier be a top. You know, and I I think one of the things that kind of threw me off is Xavier wasn't. When you looked at preseason polls, was not getting their you know respect, was not getting their respect, and then the AP and the coaches poll came out and had him in that top twenty five, and everyone's like, "Oh yeah, like I think Xavier too." So I just wonder if it's kind of like because we saw it on a national level, like we're all kind of now going back and like maybe I like Jack Nunji a lot. He fell off at the end of last year a lot um Fremantle's already been suspended for the beginning of the year or was suspended for practices and stuff i have no idea i can't speak on something i have no idea about but that is a red flag whether or not we you know it's an orange flag at least yeah you know zach Fremantle. when when i heard that immediately reminded me of when he stepped over trey jackson in the seat hall game do you remember that yeah um He's had disciplinary problems before. I think did he get ejected from that game for it? Or mm, I can't. Grab uh, it. I'm, I'm I'm I believe Steele at least um, was in his ear about it. Um, yeah. Um. I mean, here's what I'll say. I think Colby Jones has a very. I would if I were you're a betting man at home or a betting lady at home, and you want to throw a little bit of cheddar, Colby Jones, Player of the Year for the Big East. Yeah. He's gonna defend. He's gonna cut. To the basket. He was such a good slasher last year. I'm really high on Colby Jones. going to But I do... I have Xavier fourth in my poll. Mm-hmm. And I think we have the same number three in both of our polls. So I... We just flipped Villanova and Xavier. You have Villanova fourth. I have Villanova second. Yeah. I have Xavier fourth. You have in second. I think two through five, you know what you get with Xavier. And... And that it's a really the Fremantle solid. was so Disappointing last year at, He was so good Hit the year before that yeah. And he was so Disappointing last year I don't know if you well, know Remember last year He was a preseason All the yeah. East play, Like first Him team and, but it, and Paul Scruggs And Paul Scruggs Was beyond disappointing Yeah last Paul year. Scruggs Was unfortunate to end his career Fremantle and Scruggs Were very disappointing Last year I think Scruggs Even tore his ACL At the end of last year the broke uh, his, Did he break something It's gonna miss a lot Or was gonna miss A lot of time But yeah. he's not even there Poor kid um, So yeah So I, I don't know I got to see it, and they brought in a new coach this year, and Sean Miller. Yeah. Um, new old coach. It's one of those people that people on Twitter love to roast Sean Miller, and some people love Sean Miller. I don't. I don't know. I got to see what's going on. Yeah. I, I. You know, they have more continuity, continuity than most teams you're going to see. Yeah. So that's why. I'm and, going. Th- and that's what like we're trying to get everyone prepared for. Like continuity is going to make such a big difference this year than I think it made in the last. You're going to have so much less continuity coming into this year than you had the last three years. No. Yep. Um, I think it's really important that, yes, we are giving points for continuity. Jay Wright not being there takes him out of the number one spot for probably, I mean, we'd probably both have them number one if uh, Jay J. Oh, doesn't. absolutely. Oh, absolutely. So um, we have to say number three. So would you like to, again, disclaimer, as always, we are UConn fans. <laughs> so, yeah, I took UConn number three. Um, they were in the Big East, the only player from the Big East first team all-conference last year, Adama Sunogo. Uh, they also got Andre Jackson coming back. Jordan Hawkins coming, sli- slides from their bench into the starting lineup. And then they probably are going to go with two transfers. Tristan Newton as their point guard. And Naheem Aline as their two guard or three guards. Working it out, something like that. Um, I love Andre Jackson. I love Adama Sanogo. I don't know what you're getting from the transfers. Um, and you got, you know, Danny Hurley's had regular season success. Absolutely. UConn probably, I think, loses the most talent out of any team coming or going into this year. Uh, In the Big East, I think that they're um, losing Tyrese Martin, losing RJ Cole, losing Tyler Polly, losing um, Isaiah Whaley. Whaley, You pretty much you lost at sometimes four starters. Um, I know Polly started a few games. Yeah, Yeah. I know. Yes, you are losing four players. I probably say Providence, but you might yes. You had four caliber star, – starter caliber players. Yeah. So losing those players, I, I do think we're going to see UConn um, have some continuity issues at the beginning. They play four or five cakewalk games to start the year. Yeah. So they're going to have to get right, but Andre Jackson's going to miss all those games. And Andre, there's a good chance that Andre Jackson has the ball in the sand playing point a lot of the year. But I love what Andre Jackson brings to the table. I mean, he is – for his size, what is he, 6'7"? I mean, his floor vision for his size, like, there's nobody else in the conference who runs the point at his size like he does. Um, And so I hope Hurley uses him in that capacity. And I think that, like, you know, he could be one of the best players in the conference. Yeah. And Hurley said this week that, or last week maybe, that Andre Jackson is his favorite player he's ever coached. Um, That does not mean he's his best player, but that definitely means, you know, something that he's saying – and Andre Jackson's made it clear when UConn had a few transfers this year. He said, "I am UConn. If you leave, you're scared of the challenge. Mm-hmm. Whether that's fair or not, he is clearly committed to UConn. Right. He is ready to go at UConn. Um, we know. I they- gotta see Sonogo's gonna have a lot more attention on him. He was the, you know, he was a great player last year. But R.J. Cole and Tyrese Martin were borderline NBA talents at points. Um, so, and Tyrese Martin is in the NBA right now. So." You're gonna have defenses centered around him. Jordan Hawkins, I think, is the X factor on he this team. He hit another shot yesterday. I think he's got four points in the NBA in the three like the Ty, first week. Let's yeah. go Tyrese Martin, our one big Look. East shout um, out NBA player or drafted NBA player going into. Gillespie this year. will play once he's healthy. He um if you don't know Gillespie broke his leg, um during the summer. Um, for the Nuggets, correct? For the yes. Nuggets, he's on a two-way contract, but people think he'll get some playing time over there. And maybe Isaiah Whaley can get <laughs> get some run. Whaley's on the Hornets, Champagne's on the 76ers, uh, Daryl Morsell's on the Jazz G League. What did, What's Roden doing? He was the like third pick in the G League draft. Yeah. I don't really understand the G League draft. That's, uh, that's good to clarify to begin with. But I think he went to the Trailblazers G League team, something like that. Um, and then, what's his face on? Uh, Justin Lewis got cut by the Bulls. Yes, because he was also injured. Yeah. Um, so he wouldn't have got cut if he wasn't injured. So we might see Justin Lewis have a chance to return at some point to an NBA and have some NBA Yeah, events. Yeah, he's pretty highly talented. He was considered one of the best non-drafted wouldn't players. Wouldn't it have been nice if you just stayed at college one more year, Justin? Yeah. not I can't make a decision against a kid choosing to secure himself financially or attempt to, but, yeah. oh, man, I wouldn't be talking to Marquette as my 11th seed if – uh huh. I mean, we, we always uh, you know we have competing interests right because we are college basketball fans so we want to see the best players college basketball players college, college basketball but we also we never root against kids that are uh, you know I making their money actively no you don't yes um and and let me tell you why <laughs> because i don't have any of <laughs> But so we want these kids to be successful. We want them to make the money. You know what I mean? Like we're like James Booknight going pro when he did made perfect sense. Yeah, but James Booknight was a lottery pick. Exactly. Justin Lewis, I think I bet him. Well, I think it's fair to question that decision. Then you know. Um, anyhow, now we're getting off topic. Um, yes. UConn, yeah, you know they're gonna play defense. Um, they got a couple returning b- big pieces. I think I, uh, you're gonna be looking for UConn to put it together in about January or February. And if they do, they could be a dangerous team. They could be a second weekend team in March. Yeah, we said that last year. They got to do it in the NCAA tournament. UConn definitely. Oh yeah, that's they've done it in the regular season. They got to do it in the NCAA tournament. I'm saying potential wise. I'm not saying they have very much underperformed in the tournament. Yes. Uh, then you got you have Providence. I'm high on a different team, but go ahead with
1: Ryan. So uh, I
0: got Providence at five. So right now I have Creighton. So if you're paying, if you're trying to keep score at home, I have Creighton, Villanova, UConn, Xavier, and uh, for my top four, Ryan has. Creighton, Xavier, Yukon, Villanova, and Ryan's moving on to five with Providence. I have Providence at six. Okay, so one below here. But I yeah. got him at five. But th- I do think this is a tier down. I think this is a step down from those top four. I have my five I think is right there. Okay, so go ahead before I go. I think that I think the Johnnies are going to be so good this year and partially because I love Andre Carabella's ball handling ability Mm. and I think they are going to play 40 minutes of hell and they're actually going to have the personnel to do 40 minutes of hell this year because Posh Alexander and Andre Carabella are going to be a nightmare for Team Cigar for 40 minutes. They are going to Posh Alexander's incredible defensively. Adeo Wusso is very good defensively. You have Soriano on that back line who's going to block a lot of shots. I'm very high on St. John's. I need to see Mike Anderson do it for the first time. If you're a Johnny's fan, you're probably thinking, well, we might have the talent, but we also have Mike Anderson. This is his chance. He, Andre Carabello was a top 20 recruit when he it's came to Andre Carabello. Curbello. Andre Carabello. Oh. It doesn't matter. His ball handling will make will give me the curabello for everything. <laughs> so it's funny. You have him at five. I have him at eight, but for a reason you've already mentioned, and it's Mike Anderson. Uh, Mikey boy. It's Mike Anderson. I don't believe in him um at all. He's real, to be clear. He's I, a real person. I don't think <laughs> I, I do not believe in the teams he he coaches. No, they were also real. <laughs> the whole time. Um you know, if he, if he proves me wrong, more power to him. But I, I'm not betting on him. Uh, you know, like I watched their scrimmage against Adelphi, the, the D2 t- team the uh, other day. Former uh, rival of the University of New Haven, our alum. I didn't know that. Adelphi is in the NE10. I did not know that. Um, But I watched a game... And you watch a Division two Div- college, <laughs> I, I watch a scrimmage, I, whatever. No, but no, you're right. I'm just saying that whatever you're gonna say, they are a Division two college. But against a D two school, and you watch a Mike Anderson's team, and they're not running offense. Like it's all hero ball, it's all ISO, it's yeah, all- but How much is that? That shit just sucks because it got televised. Like UConn just beat Harvard by ten um, in a in a scrimmage that nobody saw. So we just have to take people's word for it. Who are controlling the narrative? Like it's a. At the end of the day, it's a scrimmage. These guys are trying to get ready. I just. I agree that you're saying Mike Anderson is Mike Anderson, I mean, and he's going to Mike Anderson some things up. I don't know how much I can say about a scrimmage. I hear you, but if it didn't remind me of what I saw last yes. year, then it wouldn't It wouldn't concern me as much. But I was seeing the same problems I saw last year, where last year it was just Julian Champney bailed me out. Over and over again. Now he doesn't have Julian Champney, and he got ba- more balanced scoring. Soriano, you know, average or er, scored a bunch of double-digit games down the stretch. Um, Adea Wusu, I do not trust. He is one of the least efficient players in college basketball. Um, his shooting percentage, but Carabel. How, how are you saying it nowadays? Curbello. uh Yeah, of course. And then you haven't uh David David Jones over from DePaul. And David Jones is going to be – David Jones was averaging 18 points a game at DePaul at certain points. Yeah. So you're you're going to – they're going to score a lot of points. You have Posh Alexander. You have Soriano. Can you get the other three to buy in, whoever's on the floor at any and given They time have a point? ton of guards. I mean, they have Rafael Pinzon started the Pinzon. scrimmage. Pinzon um they got this freshman aj stores a four-star recruit they got posh corbello they got jones they got a daiwusu i mean they got the horses i just want the Johnnies to be good because it's it's different when madison square garden is rocking with johnny fans on big east day because they know they actually have a chance to compete um so yeah. be good Johnnies. just posh alexander just be the coach because you're like the Posh Alexander is fantastic you're one of the best players in the Big East just be the coach Uh, I'm all on board with Posh Alexander it's uh, his coach that I'm betting against Mm -hmm. okay so that's my 5 so you're going to Providence who I have as Spapalov so we're right in the same so like I was saying I I do have Providence as a step down from my top 4 kind of a tier down but then I would go Providence as the best of their bunch Um, because they're returning Jared Bynum and Ed Croswell and because they're returning Ed Cooley yeah. Um uh, you know, I love Ed Cooley. I love what he brings to the table. He's done a fantastic job in the transfer portal. Once again, he gets uh Devin Carter from South Carolina, who's a two guard slashing guard, Noah Locke from Louisville, who's a shooter, and uh Bryce Hopkins from Kentucky. Kentucky, can you check me on that? Yeah, that probably uh good. who's a stretch four. And then he got a g he got some nice pieces for the bench also. Um so Uh, Jared Bynum was just fantastic last year. I I love Ed Croswell. I think he's underrated. Kentucky. Kentucky. But he didn't play. I mean, he might have played. But he was a top 100 recruit. Yeah. I mean, he averaged two points a game last year. Um, yeah, I I just, I'm not high on Providence. I wasn't high on Jared Bynum. I mean, Providence fans, feel free to rip into whatever you want here. Um, I I just wasn't high on him or, uh, what's it called, uh, Jared Bynum, and then he went on that insane heater where he had like 10 games where he was the best player in the Big East by far. Um, they're kind of like UConn to me because they lost so much talent in mm-hmm. Nate Watson, um, Justin Minaya, um Al Durham, Horkler. A.J. Reeves. And A.J. Reeves. They, they lost, lost all five starters. They, and they lost, and that's so much talent um, going off the roster. But I believe in... Jared Bynum and Ed Croswell, less than I believe in UConn's returning players. Well, I do too. That's why I have Providence. Oh, yeah. I just, time. I don't, I have Providence at six. Um, I could see Providence, everything clicks, continue, or they start being, you know, the continuity is working and they would come in second in the Big East. Or I could see Providence absolutely playing, at, you know, I think Ed Croswell will figure it out, but I could see them absolutely this season just getting a fumbling away and then finishing and the bottom quarter. Coolly. Cooley, sorry. Ed Cooley. Croswell probably figures it out also, yeah, no, Ed a, Cooley will fig, Ed Cooley will figure it out. I mean they er, they will be yeah. okay. I, I mean, I think but, a lot of the team success um, is going to come on Jared Bynum. and he has to well, I, I think he was robbed of a first team spot uh, last year. Is he better than Ryan Nemhard? Yeah. you think so. I think so. His ability to shoot Ryan Nemhard, is just not as good of a shooter as Brian I think him. Ryan Nemhard's Is he better than Posh Alexander? Probably not. Is he better than Cam Whitmore? Probably, Probably not. Is he going to be able to score on Andre Jackson consistently? Well, was Jackson guarding the point guard? Jackson. I mean, there's talks about Jackson just playing the point and playing Newton off the ball. And okay, I I don't think he's that much better. They're talking about Jackson playing the point at UConn. Yeah, I don't think he'll defend the point. Yeah. Well, all right. Do I don't, point, don't think he's going to be able to con- score on UConn consistently. Is he? He did it last is year. He didn't score on UConn. He played played one game and he scored like two points. Is he better than Kidari Richmond? Like, I don't think he's better than Kadari uh, Yeah, Richmond. I think he's better than Kedari Richmond. I think I he's never. one of the best players in oh. the conference. And that and that's fair. Maybe my hot take is Jared Bynum isn't that good. Because Jared Bynum last year. Jared the, Bynum, please at him. But remember I said that I'm a big fan and I believe in you. Listen, here's the problem. Jared Bynum at the beginning of the year last year, tell me if this is a star player. Eight points, nine points, four points, three points, fifteen points against NU. 2 points 3 points he scored 9 points against Yukon 14 points 12 points then he goes absolutely not 8 not even nuts yet 18 9 and 10 16 and 4 then he goes 9 32 25 18 18 27 he scored 2 points in their loss to Kansas i just i think he's a probably a good person good player he scored 27 points in their triple overtime against Xavier cool and I could bring up Tyler Polly's stats that he scored 28 against Albert listen I just my hot take is uh, Jared Bynum isn't good I'm gonna save this and I'm gonna remind you of it when Jared Bynum wins player of the year if Jared Bynum wins player of the game I will buy every single person who comments on this a beer oh I'll hold you to that too yeah okay all right we're going to our six. We have six. Um, I we think we have the same six. I actually we've already passed my six because I had Providence. I'm going to my seven. Oh, but, okay. we're bu- but we're in the same boat. I'd seen all. Yep, I got seen all here too. I want Kadari Richmond to be good. Kadari Richmond has everything—the physical makeup to be a really good. He can back you down. That shot is the ugliest thing I've seen since Andre Jackson, and it goes in for some reason sometimes. If Kadari Richmond can figure it out this year. And you can have Trey Jackson play well. Seton Hall could be a tournament team. Yeah, I, agree. I think that's their ceiling. I agree. They have a ton of talent and they're really deep. Mm-hmm. But that continuity word, they don't have a ton of because yep. they've lost Jared Roden, they lost Ike Obiagu, and they lost their coach. And Bryce Aiken. And Bryce Aiken. Well, Bryce Aiken played like one game last year. No, he played like half the season. Was their best player? Yeah, but he was and, out for so long with yeah. some mysterious injuries. But Aiken and Roden were their two best players for a long yeah. period of the season. So, um, I, uh, I, I want. I think the conference was better last year because Seton Hall was good. I think they bridged the gap between the top half and the bottom half, and they were like their middle team normally, and they went to the top half, and I think that made the whole Big East a lot better. Jared Roden, I thought, was like robbed of. Uh, Maybe like player of the year consideration last year. I really, you know, I think I really liked him. Um, But I don't, you know, that I'm just, that's where I'm at with Seton Hall. I, I want them to be good. I think their ceiling is a tournament team. I mean, you would have to have Jackson and, uh, J or Jackson lead the team. I think in a lot of ways in Qatari Richmond, I love Jackson. I think that he's, um, pretty underrated uh, nationally. I think that he could be fantastic. He's such a prototypical stretch four. Um, So, I'd love to see him. Uh, Yetna came back. I don't know if you saw that. Alexis Yetna. He declared to go pro in France. And then, f- for undisclosed the reasons, he came decided to come back. Um, also, Jameer Harris, who you must be 45 years old at this point, but be good next year. like And be like that guy who can come off the bench and hit a bunch of threes or play the two and absolutely dominate yeah and then they get the a couple transfers alamir dawes yep um and uh and um, femi odukale from Pitt. and then obviously they got casey and defo from saint peter's everybody at home right now i want you to stop and i want you to try to spell what ryan just said all of those words femi, femi odukale Yeah, okay, we're all around it um and then i don't know what's your take on holloway yeah, I mean, I think it's always risky when you bring these guys in who had a Cinderella run and expect them to work that magic. and I mean, you brought Sheen Holloway in, probably great coach, and I know he's a Seton hall guy, so like it's like a little different. but you brought him in off of success in four games. Yeah. Let's, let's, let's just well, be honest with the situation. Well, hold on, because he did have to win the Mac tournament too she, to get there. Someone who had to win the Mac tournament. That's all I'll say about that. So, congratulations on well, winning it. Someone had to they win. They beat Iona. They you're, beat uh, Rick Pitino. Yeah, and Rick Pitino's a sleazeball. <laughs> you won the. You you hired a coach based on a success in four games. I'm not saying that's a bad thing. You bring people in like Brad Stevens. Look at what Brad Stevens was able to. You know, Brad Stevens is now a general manager in the NBA. I mean, he from that from his Butler run. But I would have liked to see a little more from Holloway. Do it another year in a row, but. I, I, I think that it's a good culture to bring. I think everybody hated Kevin Willard at the end. Yep. Um, so go Seton Hall. Be good. But I do see this other transition here. But is a, a really easy guy to root for. Oh, yeah. He, I, and he says all the right things. And he's a good guy. and Seems like a great guy. And, pro, and, and it's a guy you bring up, build a culture around. But I'll say, again, my expertise for Big East is more on UConn because that's our been our team. People said the same things about Kevin Alley. You bring a guy in who can create a culture and do all this stuff, and then you watch how quickly it can turn south. I don't think, I'm not trying to compare the two, but um, you could just, he's a big unknown right now. And you won't know, you won't have answers even after the season because this isn't his recruits. That's fair. Um, I mean, he did bring in some transfers. So are you going to count that as his recruit? Um, you know the way. is like one of the better transfers in the Big East. Dawes does a really nice piece from the ACC. Uh, I remember following him, uh, Clemson. Clemson. Yeah, yeah. No, he. I remember a- following him at Clemson a couple of years played ago. That guy, Honor, right? Nick yes, Honor? he did. Nick yeah. Honor. Nick Honor just transferred too, I believe. Uh, Nick Honor transferred like three times. Yep. Hi, <laughs> I think. So. Um, Alam- and then Femi Odukowski, I actually did a whole um, video breakdown on. And um, he's definitely got the potential. But, I mean, he's got a ton of talent on the team. That's yeah. not going to be the problem. It's, uh, you know, putting it all together. So we've been pretty boring on our – well, we've actually disagreed on a few. Uh, Villanova and Xavier, we had flip-flopped, and that was a pretty big flip-flop. St. John. Who do you have uh, – I guess this isn't your 8th spot. This is your 7th spot. This is my 7th spot because I got the Johnnies in the 8th spot. For my 7th spot, I got Butler. That's where I put him. The Butler Bulldogs. Boring. Thad Mata um, brought in some of the best transfers. Thod. Is it Thod? I don't know, but you corrected me earlier. Maybe <laughs> uh, Thod. You, you got Eric Hunter from your boys at Purdue. Go away. What's Amata? You got uh, Manny Bates from NC State. Uh, Manny Bates had to sit out last year, but he had played for NC State the year prior. Um, Ali Ali from Buffalo, I oh. believe. We're just throwing out hometowns. Um, and then obviously. And then Eric Hunter Jr. From Purdue. I already said that, okay. I, I just really it's like it. it has got it's Shumas Lukosius, the Lithuanian fella, yeah. who uh, I think is going to be really good this year. And um... Don't you think it's funny that we're like, the last two years of college basketball, we based it on like two years of sample sizes, and we were like, all right, you know, whatever. And now we're like, well, Shumas Lukosius looked really good in the Big East tournament. Maybe he's like the best player in the Big East. And it's like, just the sample sizes we have to make judgments on are just so much smaller than any other year we, you know, because you had a bunch of six-year guys and five-year guys going out of the – there's nobody really coming back in. There's well, you not also have transfers season. that you never had. Yeah. Like Bryce Golden transferred out of Butler. We know what Bryce Golden is. Yeah. He went to Loyola Chicago. If he was on the team, then we would be saying, well, well we know what we're going to get from yeah. him. But with the transfer portal, you have so much more turnover. You have no idea how people are going to play in different conferences and yeah. you know, in, for different coaches. I, I think Butler has a really good chance to be okay. Um, Seamus Lacocious really impressed me last year with, um, in his his East tournament run. There were times where he was the best player on the floor. They couldn't stop him. Yep. Go Butler. You know, I want you to be good. I think Fadmada, Fadmada is a, he's the opposite of Sheen Holloway, right? He is the guy that did it at a big program, mm-hmm. had some success at a big program. And now is going to, let's face it, Butler is a lesser program than Ohio State. Right. Sheen Holloway had success at a small program and is now going to a much bigger job in Seton Hall. Um, So nothing's going to get to Thad I'm interested to see if Thad quotes are more, this is a process, this is a transition year, or we expect results. Because I think he's going to be very realistic about the team he has because he's seen it before. And he's done rebuilds and he's done different things in different situations. So... Um, yeah, I'm not sure I see Butler as a potential NCAA tournament team. Um, it it would be quite a stretch for them to make it. Um, They'd they maybe go on a run and win the Big East tournament. But I think they they, they can be pretty darn good. And yeah. Some people are picking them for last place in the Big East. I think that that's way underestimating the talent that they have on the yeah. team right now. And, I, and we'd be remiss if we didn't mention Chuck Harris, who's their best player. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but Who's we have Butler higher... I mean, Ken Palm had him rated as the last team in the Big East. Um, and we have him ranked both of us, kind of the middle, bottom middle um, team of the Big East. So, that's where we're at with Butler. So, do you have... You have the Johnnies next, which we already talked about. So, we're going to our bottom three. I think we have them in the same order as well. Georgetown, Marquette, DePaul. Yep. Nope, I have them Georgetown, DePaul, Marquette. Marquette. Oh, you're that low on Marquette, huh? I'm pretty high on Georgetown, though. I never thought that would happen. And because... They have a cook a cook, and I have a love for a cook a cook that knows no bound. Um, and you bring, I, I've never heard of this. You bring back Curtis Wahab after, after he transferred away from your program and was your best player pretty much that yeah, year. Yeah. Um, and he comes back to the same coach as well. <laughs> Listen, but we said this at the time. He is a 6'11 player playing for Patrick Ewing. There's not a better. Who- that's – Who did he think he was going to learn from? He went to Turgeon at Maryland, and he said you're going to coach. That's why Takembe made his kid go there, too. Because he's like, oh, you're 6'11", you go there. Listen, if you're a big man, go learn it from Patrick Ewing. I'm sorry. Like, whatever Patrick Ewing does in terms of college success... In terms of getting kids ready for NBA, I mean, there's it should to, be number one. There's yeah. nobody who's especially gonna, for big men. Nobody who's got the same experience. Our cook, a Cook, Cook showed a lot of potential at UConn before he got hurt. Right. Um, he even he's going to kind of stretch the floor a little bit. He made a lot of threes for UConn um, and shot a very high percentage as well. It was kind of confusing why he didn't shoot more at times. Um, a Cook, Wahab, Harris. Um, I don't know. I, you cl- you squint your eyes and you're like, can Curtis Wahab give? On a given night, can he give Sanogo some nightmares? Can he give Ryan Cockburn some nightmares? I think he can. I think he can be one of the best. Can he oh, give Eddie Croswell some nightmares? Like you're right. looking at it and you're like squinting your eyes and you're like, can Georgetown win? Can Georgetown go 500 in the Big East? And you're like, maybe. Right. I mean, they they have the talent. Do they have the coach? And do they have the cohesion? Because these are pretty much all new players. The only player they're really bringing back is Dante Harris, who we love. Dante, uh, yeah, Dante Harris led them in their Big East tournament run in two years ago. Yeah. 2021. Um, but he's pretty much all they're bringing back, so are they able to put together the cohesion for the team? Yeah, I'm interested. Patrick Ewing didn't win a game last year, and they brought him back. Did you um, see his quote? No. <laughs> I want to win double or triple the amount of Big East games I won last year. I am a teacher, so anytime thing time zero is going to be a really tough learning um, class for him. But um, it, it, Not trying to make fun of him. But but I I think Georgetown has a chance to kind of surprise the people, and they're going to be annoying. They're going to be pests. They're going to – because they're going to pound the ball inside with Wahab and a cook is going to um, win some – you know, shoot some threes and, you know, hit some layups and uh, Harris is – Harris was Harris. the guy on the tournament. you know, Murray tournament from LSU, Primo Spears. A lot of people really like what they're yeah. seeing out of Primo Spears. Uh, they get the The only t- Primo we're supporting nowadays. You hear that, John Primo? I don't know. The um, kid who uh, got – uh was the Spurs just cut? He was a lottery pick. I heard he got cut. Yeah, did you hear what he did? No, he was exposing himself to a bunch of people. The Louis don't do that. Don't do that, guys. The Louis C K special. Like when you see someone and you want to expose yourself, don't. And I promise you, you're gonna have no issues. You didn't know you'd get life lessons on here, huh? Yeah, it's just not that hard. Um, Um, (laughs) Or it is. You Um, just throw away your life, and you know this. Like of all the franchises, the Spurs are not gonna like the Spurs are not gonna make a mistake like that. So like, you're a real idiot if you mess it up. Yeah, that's all right. So Georgetown, and then we flip flop the bottom two. Yeah. I liked. I mean, I to like Paul. I love Tony Stubblefield. Um, he is one of my favorite coaches in the Big East. I think he could easily win Coach of the Year in the Big East this year. Um, you got Jalen Terry returning. Jalen Terry got a lot of big minutes last year with injuries um, going on. Can he be you know a force at point guard position? um but other than that they're kind of i like nick Angenda. yeah i do like nick Angenda. i think he can be one of the best defensive big men in the conference um he's long he's big and he's got a nose for the ball he he got a lot of of exposing yourself and uh (laughs) so i'll definitely tout nick Angenda. um well i have the chance i got a couple big transfers umosha gibson and caleb murphy i don't you know one's coming from usf and um the hell's give i think oklahoma yeah um and uh and and they got zion cruz which is one of the top recruits coming into the conference but it'll definitely be an uphill battle for him one of my favorite fan bases depaul definitely if we're ranking fan bases depaul would be right there at the top Might light us up in these uh yeah absolutely hashtag rank depaul oh yeah Um, Um, tony patelis yeah so i mean they're a fun team this is a last year i thought they were gonna be better than they were um, with David Jones, um, with yeah Freeman Liberty, Freeman Liberty. Yeah. Um. So good luck to DePaul this year. I'm rooting for Tony Stubblefield, one of the good guys in the Big East. I agree. I love Stubblefield. So you have DePaul last, and you have Marquette second to last. I do. Talk about Marquette. Oh, uh, speak Marquette so fast. you're tonight. returning Tyler Kolick, Osik Iguodaro, om o- Max, Olivia Maxins, Pence, Prosper, P- P- Prosper. Uh, um. Um. Mm-hmm. Cam smart Cam, who's Cam Jones? Cam Jones very easy last name to remember. Yeah, yeah. Um, and and they actually have the D two player of the year from last year, Zach Reitzel. worked out well for Creighton last year. Yeah, I think that's where Shaka got the idea. Um, I love Kolik. You know, everybody says that Kolik is a better shooter than uh, what he sh- showed last he year. Awful. Yes, he did. He shot like twenty five percent. But um, you know, if he's able to straighten that out, he's one of the. He led the conference in assists. He's one of the best. Um floor generals that you got in the conference. Yeah. And people love Oso Iguodaro. People are really high on Oso Iguodaro. But listen, I mean, we're splitting hairs. I have them 10th, you have them 11th. Clearly, yeah. I'm not that high on nah. both of them Both both have good coaches on the bottom two teams. I think Southfield and Shaka will get the most out of those kids. And they're going to be trying to figure out what to do for next year. Yeah, Shaka, you know, he's resetting. He came over from Texas last yep. year. He and was- they were good. And they were very good to start the year. And he was able to bring in a couple big transfers in Kirk West and Daryl Morsell yep. from high majors Um, and... And now, he, you know, he's setting the culture there. I think in the long term, Marquette's in great shape. I think Chaka Smart's a fantastic coach. And recruiter. And recruiter. I think kids want to play for him. He seems like a real good guy. Um, this is just, you know, this is not a year with a lot of talent on the team. Yeah, I agree. So those are ours. I'll run through quick. I had Creighton, Villanova, UConn, Xavier, St. John's, Providence, uh, Seton Hall, Butler, Georgetown, Marquette. You had... Creighton, Xavier, UConn, Villanova, Providence, Seton Hall, Butler, St. John's, Georgetown, Marquette, DePaul. All right, so that's our uh, predictions for what's going to happen in the college basketball season in terms of teams. Let's get into some individual awards. If you didn't see it, the preseason Big East team was released. Um, This was decided by the Big East writers. They had Adama Sinogo as the player of the year, preseason player of the year. Um, do you want to go into the other players that were on that team? I know Posh Alexander, Ryan Cockbrenner, um, Kobe Jones, Jack Nunji, and yeah, you know, that guy, Jared Bynum, Jared Bynum, Jared Bynum was on the team, Jared Bynum. um, which if you've been listening this far, you will find how I feel about Jared Bynum. No, we're going to release our, um, or at least my on the Twitter. We're going to release my, I guess, I don't know. Yours, my, okay, you ours, sort of, yeah. Um, Big East preseason team. Um, and then we're going to go into you know, what we agree on and what we don't. So do you want to talk about what we agree with? I'll say a player and you tell me if... I'll tell you the player I'm most confident with being on the team and you tell me if they're on the team. Okay, so we're going to do our five Big East first team preseason. Yes. And then we're going to do a player of the year, freshman of the year, coach of the year, and winner of the regular season title. Sure. Okay. All right. So let's start with the Big East team of the player of the year no no we'll or start, with, we'll start okay. with the first team i my most confident is adama yeah i got it adama was at times the best player in the big east last year there were talks about adama being the player of the year last year if colin gillespie um wasn't there he could have been the second best player we said that the only thing interesting about adama this year is how will he respond with a different level of concentration on him is there anything you would like to see him take a step forward of? Yeah, he's got to hit more jump shots. And, yeah, we're splitting hairs. We've watched all the UConn hype videos. He looks like he's taking more jump shots in practice. Um, he's also has Donovan Klingon he's going against. So he's going against somebody who is is seven foot two, mm-hmm. which I think Isaiah Whaley was great, but he's 6'10". Mm-hmm. Um, generous. D- generous 6'10". He's going to go against somebody in practice every day that is Ryan Cockburner's height. Ryan Cockburner's kind of been his nemesis. Mm-hmm. Um so I, I, I have very high hopes for Adamo Sonogo, especially being a UConn fan. Um, I'd love to see him be able to pass a little bit more. The ball yeah. can't be a black hole when it just gets into right. him. Pass a little bit better, hit some jump shots. Adamo I I I would be shocked if we're talking about this in six months and Adamo is not on the Big East team of the year. In terms of going to the NBA, he has to develop a shot. Uh, his lateral quickness is probably there, um, but he needs to develop a shot. Um, but in terms of NCAA basketball success he's already got everything it takes to be on this team he doesn't need to improve in anything frankly no um so he just needs to show up and do what he can do all right that's what i was most confident in i'm gonna go second most confident that will be on your list is posh alexander yes he is posh alexander best point guard in big east I got Jared Bynum. Uh, Jared Bynum, Posh, it, it's very close. Posh. Well, I mean, what Posh gives you on defense, though, is he's by far the best defensive guard in the conference. Absolutely. Um, he's pretty much the only one in the conversation. Um, you know, he's it, it's almost one of a kind, his ability to take the ball away. Mm-hmm. Um, you watch some of his highlights and you don't understand, you know, how he's able to get his hand on, on the ball. Like, it's like he has glue on his hands. Um, so he's fantastic in that regard. He's also, you know, great floor general good vision what does he need to do shoot better he needs to shoot has to i saw something where they if he shoots uh makes two or th- more threes a game they're like 10 and 0 um make some threes posh you had a whole offseason the thing that scares me about st john's is if he's not making threes we know Kerbello's not making threes um so I was, who's not making threes. So like if he's not, if Posh isn't making threes, Carabella's not making threes, and DeWuSu's not making threes, who's making threes on that team? Yeah. So Posh, Posh, is, I think, the most important player to team success. So Posh went down to uh, St. John's went down to the Dominican to play some exhibitions over the summer. Nice little vacay. And Posh shot a lot of threes and he made a lot of threes. Good. Um, now of course that's an exhibition doesn't count and. Um, in his exhibition against Adelphi, which I mentioned I watched, he did not hit any of his three-point shots. Um, but clearly, that's on his mind also. He knows what he needs to do. Um, and like you said, Corbello doesn't shoot. We know that from his time at Illinois. Yeah. Uh, he's a pure point guard. So you need Pasha to have the ability to play off the ball if they're going to play on the court together. Nets most confident I have. I have Ryan Cockburn on my team. I'm guessing you have Ryan Cockburn as yes, well. Yes, I, I do. do. Defensive player of the year last year for the Big East. Um Would like to see him contribute a little bit more offensively, especially without Ryan Hawkins, a you know, eighteen point a game score last year. Um, he's incredible defensively. He is long as they come. Um, he gives people fits, and if he can get it up to double digits, um, offensively, I think you he he could be competing for the Big East Player of the Year. I think he is um legitimate Big East Player of the Year candidate. Um he's uh you know like you were talking about his defense you already know what you're getting from him on defense he's a fantastic rebounder and uh you know he he does a little bit of shooting we saw him shoot a little bit but mostly he's playing around a hoop but i mean at seven two you know he cuts hard he rolls hard catches the ball slams it down that's all you're really looking for from him i mean and there's the here's the thing about uh cockbrenner his ceiling May not be as high as some of these other players, but his floor is so much higher than some of these players. Ryan Kochbrenner, I'm gonna say it, I don't think can have a bad year <laughs> with his with his skill set and what he's expected to do. Well, you know what he you know he's going to be one of the best defenders in the conference. and that defense doesn't slump. He's gonna show up and play defense, and he's gonna shut down opposing teams like in all regards. And he's gonna rebound, and he's gonna put the ball back in. You know, it was, it was I don't know if I, I probably already told you this because I think it's one of McDermott's most interesting quotes. He said on the Zagorowski team, their defensive scheme was completely different. But with Ryan Kochbrenner, yeah. all they do is revolve they revolve around f- him. They funnel all their gu- all the guards towards Kochbrenner and let Kochbrenner affect shots yeah. all night long. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, so- I mean, I again, I just don't. I can't see him having a bad year. He might have a disappointing year, but not a bad year. No, he's got a fantastic motor. Um, and some people are saying maybe he could be an NBA. All right he could sneak into the second round. Um, next on my list, so this is second least confident is on your list. I have Colby Jones. I got Colby Jones. Oh, so we have four of the same five because I know you have Jared Bynum And I got Jared Bynum as my fifth. And I don't. Um, Colby Jones is – we talked about him a lot at the beginning. Uh, credible slasher. Could be the best wing player in the um, Big East. And I'm, I'm very high on Colby Jones, but I do think he affects his team's outcome almost as much as Posh Alexander. Swiss Army Knife. That's what I would call him. He does a little bit of everything for Xavier. He does whatever they need. And if he can shoot better, then he will for sure be on this team and he could be player of the year. Um that's pretty uh Yeah. That's pretty um pretty high ceiling. Yeah. Um my fifth is someone you actually agree with that should be on the biggest team if he plays enough. Yep. I have Justin Moore. Yep, yep. I left Justin Moore off because we don't know what we're getting from him. Um but- Justin Moore would be the preseason um Player of the year. Player of the year if yep. he wasn't hurt. 100%. I, I mean, I cannot say enough about Justin Moore. Projection is for him to make about 75% of Big East games over half. That's his projection. Yeah. People, Never trust the athlete. People who know about the injury say he's not coming back, and if he came back, he'd be back like in time for the Big East tournament yep so we will see i mean that achilles injury has robbed a lot of people of a lot of years kobe isaiah thomas i mean we have watched kevin durant we've uh, watched clay thompson we've watched player after player go down with achilles injuries and not be the exact same Uh, i mean we're hoping for him we're voting for him we would love to see him back you know tomorrow and uh but talent wise he's one of the better players um in the big east i think and that's you know, pretty obvious. Oh, he can do everything for you. He, he puts people on his back. He can shoot. I mean. Great. Uh, incredible shooter. He's a point guard. You know, he's able to play point in, in the pick and roll. He defends well. I mean, everybody on Villanova has to defend well, yeah. but he defends well. Um, he, he really has no hole in his game. Like we mentioned, everybody else's hole. He doesn't have a hole in his yep. game. And your boy, Jared Bynum's number five. Jared, Jared Bynum. Bynum. We don't need to rehash that. So, that, so that's our, uh, do you want to go, co- your coach of the year? Uh, you want to do player of the year first? Um, yeah, I'm going with Sonogo. I, I I'm gonna go what they say because I think Adama Sonogo is the um, his his ceiling. He could score twenty two points a game this year, and tw- he could go twenty two and ten every night, and it wouldn't be surprising twenty two ten and two box. He like, could go twenty two and fifteen. Yeah, I mean the way he rebounds. Yeah, I'm gonna go Ryan Kochbrenner. I think that wow. what Ryan Cockburner gives you on defense. Like we were talking about the floor, you already know what you're going to get for him on defense. And if he's able to um, score and rebound at a slightly higher clip than what he did last year, I think he would be the best player in the conference. And, yeah, I think Justin Moore has a high ceiling, though. I think if Justin Moore plays enough, he could be it. But I, I can see any of these five. Posh Alexander is so, you know, talented and what he brings to that St. John's team. If he can shoot well, he has a good chance as well. Again. If St. John's is hot and if St. John's is playing well, Posh Alexander very well could be the player of the year. Yeah. All right. Moving on, uh, Coach of the Year? Sure, Coach of the Year. Uh, for me, I'm going to go with my Coach of the Year. Uh, this is, I mean, here's what I'll say. I think Neptune is going to end up winning it because what's going to happen is Villanova is going to be good. And people are going to say, why is Villanova good? They're going to say Jay Wright retired because J. Wright was the most synonymous thing with that program. They're going to be good. Kyle Neptune no matter how much is like because of him because the team is good he is going to get a lot of credit for that team um being good I think he wins coach of the year because they're going to finish in the top half of the Big East and people are going to say well they don't have Jay Wright and they're doing that I, I hear you it's not a bad point I'm gonna go McDermott I think uh Crazy you love him I think I do love McDermott I think Creighton lives up to the hype and I think McDermott sweeps the awards pretty much in terms of coach of the year um what he's been able to build in Omaha, Nebraska, at a fucking small Catholic school, and, and- but give me Cooley or Burley uh, as well. When people talk about transfers and bringing new people in and lack of continuity with high talent rosters, yep. like I could definitely see Hurley or Cooley getting a lot of consideration for it. Well, hope, how about Sean Miller? If Xavier's good, like we think they will be. Sean Miller, first year coach. Yeah, could definitely. I just I think people think Sean Miller is a big name. I think Sean Miller, Thad would have no chance because they're going to come in and with different expectations. Yeah, it could be. Um, and people aren't going to be paying attention to the day in and day out progress of that team. You got a freshman of the year pick. Uh, why don't you lead it off? It's got to be Cam Whitmore. Yeah, it's Cam Whitmore. He's injured right now, which you hate to see. You hope he's able to come back soon um, and he doesn't miss extended time. I do really like Zion Cruz over at DePaul just because he will get a lot more run than a lot of the other freshmen because DePaul is so thin at a lot of positions. Um, but Cam Whitmore is projecting as a top 10 pick in the NBA draft. Yeah. Uh, so he definitely looks like he will take Let, it. let me give a dark horse and um, part of Part of our uh, bias, uh, pe- the people who know stuff talking about Alex Karabin yep. being a starter for UConn. If he can space the floor and hit threes, and it sounds like they're they're projecting him to eventually be a double digit scorer. Yep. If he could take a step forward and be that in his first year, he also came to campus a year early. Um, so he practiced against the UConn um team all of last year. So that we saw that when a cook started because a cook also came a year early. Um, we see that experience is so helpful to these players because, you know, they're getting practice, not against high school kids. They're getting practice against kids that are um, in there already. So I'm just going to throw out at Karabin as a dark I, I think that's a great one. UConn's thin at the forward position, so Karabin will and have – And they need shooters, and Karabin is manage. supposed to be a good shooter. Yeah, and so, you know, if he's able to, to play well coming off the bench to begin the season, you can potentially see him slot into the starting rotation where it's always easiest to win your freshman of the year award if you are starting. Yeah, to score a double digits and you probably win it. And so, who do you have winning the Big East regular season? Creighton. I don't think that's it. Yeah, I'm going. Uh, I'm going chalk there. Uh, yeah, I could see four teams winning it, but Creighton has by far the most odds. They're starting the t- country season as a consensus top ten team in the country. Yeah. <laughs> so I got Player of the Year, Cockburner, Coach Lear McDermott, Regular Season Creighton. I'm, I'm going pretty much straight chalk, except Player of the Year right now is not Cockburner. Well, I'm going with the best team. Yeah, I mean, I can see it. I want to see Arthur Kaluma, um, get up there, too. Um, If we're talking just more about Creighton. Talent-wise, I think Arthur Kaluma might be one of the five most talented players in the Big East. I agree. And it's always good when um, the Big East sends people into the NBA draft. This past summer was kind of disappointing in that regard. So you'd love to see Arthur Columa... Um, uh, you know, end up as a lottery pick or something crazy like that. Yeah, Kaluma and Whitmore going into the draft next year, that just puts more eyes on the Big East. So that's Absolutely. a good thing. It's a great thing. Absolutely. All right. All right, we getting out of here? I think we're wrapping it up. All right, well, everyone, we are going to be trying again over the weekly podcast. Um, we're going to be, you know, we might change some things up. We, um, you know, we are just getting the hang of it last year, and we appreciate those people who actually put the time in to listen, give us some feedback and everything like that. So we're going to be trying, hopefully for a week, I think Sunday nights we're looking at recording, Um, just recapping the week that was, you know, giving a quick little preview of the week to go, a little more just muses and conversations about what's going on in the Big East, but um, we really appreciate everyone coming out, Um, our Twitter interactions have been incredible, I know Ryan's Twitter has like, he didn't take the baseball season off and his (laughs) Twitter has been absolutely, uh, the interactions have been incredible, so you know, I'm tr- I'm, I got to get back into it, especially now that uh, the Yankees aren't playing every night and that, that's not consuming my life. Um, my Giants are right now disappointing me, so um, hopefully we can get all back into it. Yeah, super excited to have the season starting back up. Um, best time of the year, so, uh, yeah. you know, this should be fun. We're trying to have fun, so thank you for listening. All right, everybody. Well, we appreciate it, and as always, thank you for pulling up a stool.